Welcome to 305 Radio. This is Struck, and today we have Derek Lane on the show. The official episode for Derek Lane. What's up, homie? How you doing? What is up, big dog? And you know what, man? When you say the official episode, I just have to get this out. Fuck! I need to say something because last time we were recording it on, on the microphone um, in, in the radio, at the radio station, couldn't curse. I'm like, oh can't, shit! How are we gonna do this, man? I just had to get that out. Everything else. I'm like, okay, man. Freedom. <laughs> just making sure. Freedom. Let's get this. You got it, man. So, Derek, tell for those that that aren't familiar with you, that don't follow you on on IG, that haven't been online for years, because you're everywhere. Absolutely. Tell me, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. First and foremost, if you are not following me, I am at Derek Lane Media on all platforms. Make sure you do that. If you're on Instagram, if you're on TikTok, Twitter, all those platforms, look me up, follow me. So what I do on my social media, I do Miami-based commentary videos. I'll do Miami funny videos. Um, I'll also talk about news uh, that is national. I'll talk about sports, everything. I treat my platform like SNL, where I'll talk about current events. But mm -hmm. sometimes I'll add in like the funny flavor to it just mm -hmm. to kind of make it entertaining. Okay. And through my platform, I also do music. I wrote okay. a children's book. I uh, put, put out a children's theme song to the book as well. Mm -hmm. Both perform well, and it was all by the power of social media. Man, I'm telling you, I, I'm so impressed with all the things that you've achieved up to this point, man, that we we had you on the radio show, 101.1 FM, Two Box, uh, the community radio, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but we, um, when we were on the show, we briefly went over a, a, a few of your highlights, man, but that's the beauty of being able to do this podcast now because we really could dig into it, the nitty gritty, and you're an author, you wrote a book, for your for your son with your with your kids not yes, for but yes. with yes. right what's the name of the book AJ from Outer Space Town AJ from Outer Space Town how did that come to fruition man well there was just one day my youngest son AJ he loved to come around whenever I was recording a video he would pull up and he just wanted to get on the microphone mm -hmm. so this one day he was like daddy can I please talk and I'm like all right bet cool let's do this mm -hmm. so I set up the microphone and we did like a kid say the darnest thing type of uh, moment where mm -hmm. I asked him his name and he said I'm AJ and I'm from outer space town and I was like yo that's pretty dope that's that's a concept that's a book let's put that out that's like okay. a cartoon and this was still in the pandemic and summer school was not a thing summer camp was not a thing so I was like the kids need a summer project so I decided to build this book with them from start to finish have them as involved as possible we set a deadline I had them hire the artists mm -hmm. I had them review my song that I wanted to put out with the book I had them name all the characters they were the people who uh, signed off on everything that was involved in this project. Nice. And then when you say you got them involved, they signed off on it. Did you explain to them the importance of them saying yes or no? Absolutely. It was something that was so invaluable to teach them that, to be brave enough to say no, especially to me, because, you know, to them, I'm daddy. Mm -hmm. So when I come with an idea, they have to be strong enough and stand on their own voice to tell me no. They have to be comfortable to tell me no. And they have to be comfortable in their ideas amongst all of them and say, you know what? We agree cohesively that this is what we want to do and make that decision together. So it was just something that I think was probably the most benefit of the whole entire project. It's amazing. And I mean, did, did they come, did they, so 
just run me through the process real quick. You gave them the idea. You spoke about it. You you went through the whole production planning of it. Then they said yes or no, which was empowering, I bet, for them to be able to make final decisions on things. Did their did their way of looking at this project change from the way it started to the end? They were actually surprisingly consistent. They never faltered in the idea of the project. They never changed from their original ideas. They had a vision that they stuck to. Even when things got thrown into their way, they managed to you know, stay the course, which was dope because a lot of times people pivot, change certain things, they give in to certain things that aren't working, mm-hmm. and they were like, nope. This is what we want. This is how we're going to make it happen. Let's do it. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. How long, how long was that process? This came out, uh, that video I recorded with my son was probably in late April, and mm. we released it on July 29th. So, you know, just four or five months. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. And then the music for it. The music for it. That's something that I do easily uh, i was okay. always a musician so the idea for the song didn't take long for me to create mm-hmm. it was just the process of them deciding that whether or not they were going to rock with it okay. thankfully there was only a few reviews that you know i had to go through to them they were like an american idol panel okay aj was like simon cow he was like nope not feeling it that sucks that's trash and i had to go back to the drawing board but we got it right that's what's up that's good that's really good now you put out the you put out the the book with the song at the same time, mm-hmm. the book charted, the song charted. Yes. Tell me about that. Yes. The book reached number 11 on Amazon. Crazy. That was, cl- I did not expect that. When we set out, it was nothing about let's chart, let's do anything like this. Mm-hmm. Then the song climbed all the way to number two on iTunes. Awesome. Only to be beat by Baby Shark. Now, keep in mind, not too many people follow children's music or anything like mm-hmm. that. But if you remember things like Kids Bop, Kids Bop was a beast. That is yeah, a big machine. Number two meant that Kids Bop got jumped. We beat out Kids Bop, just a project between me and the kids. And then magic happened. It's awesome. Yeah. That is amazing, man. And you have a follow-up coming to that? Yeah, yeah. And it has to be right. Um, there were a lot of things in the process where we went independent mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. A couple of things that I did not like for the book to have the reception that I wanted it to have. Yes, ele- number 11 was great, number two was great, but it could have done better. Always so could have done better. The follow-up has to be right. We already have the idea of how we are going to do it, mm-hmm. and I just cannot wait. It's gonna and be a involved. dope project. They're involved. We're also gonna do something different. Um, with the book coming up, we're gonna have them do a Kindle version where they're gonna take turns just reading the book, and then we're gonna put out an Audible version. Awesome. Yeah, I yeah. love it, I love it. That is dope. Are they going to have their own podcast eventually? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's their thing. AJ might. But, man, if he does, you guys got to get ready. It's definitely going to be explicit. He's like the youngest kid from Bebe's Kids, and I, I don't know where he gets it from. AJ was, was born to be like a little Chucky, and he has such a big personality. So if he does have a podcast, it's going to be entertaining. My, my, my older two boys, you know – that they don't have that type of personality mm-hmm. or drive. They, they're more on the artsy side. Got it. So I don't know if they'll have a podcast or anything like that, but we'll see. Who knows? That's dope, man. That's really good. Yeah. So we mentioned we mentioned the book. Have you ever done a book before that? No, never. Awesome. Even better. Yeah. Even better. So that's an even that's a great experience from beginning to end. Yeah. So you've done you created you you you're an author now. You put out music, but you were doing music beforehand. Correct. 
tell me a little bit about your musical history here. All right, my musical history. So I was a rapper first. Um, what was and your name? My name that I went by. Yeah. Oh my God! Let me tell you. And do you want to drop some bars? Uh, I drop am not verse. dropping drop bars. I am not dropping bars. But I went by the name Climax. And it wasn't because of anything sexually. I was okay. a nerd. So it was because the climax was the most action in the story and everything. Okay. I never knew until I was in a rap battle. <laughs> so the, the moment I found out that my name was a target, um, I was in a battle. This kid said something to me and he was like, yeah, and that's how I make your mom climax. I said, what the, what the fuck kind of name do I have? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the name I went by. I had, uh, there was this competition with mm -hmm. UPN 33 when it was still around. Okay. And I won that competition, best rapper in South Florida. And that was just such a big thing for my career as wow. a rapper. And from that, I went on, I, I put out a song with uh, Big D and Daytown Records. Um, I had it segue into me being able to write mm -hmm. and I put out a song with uh, Chris Brown and Lloyd awesome. uh, a song called love me girl so it was it was just a good run it was a good experience uh, musically that's good man that's yeah. pretty dope and yeah. how long were you in that whole music world for a while oh my god how long Mu did that last? music it still goes on to me I don't put it out to try to um, you know make money off of it or pursue it but like in my podcast if you hear the intros that's me rapping that's me that made the beat and everything i was gonna ask you that yeah that, was that is be my me. next question yeah, I was gonna ask that you, like, is me like did you make the beat did you yeah. hear the one that did your whole your whole intro yeah 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 that that that's all the way me that's um, what's up. yeah okay. so I, i've never let it go i've been rapping since 13. You, so that you want to spit a quick eight bars quick spit a quick eight bars absolutely not your we're not gonna do rhyme. that your favorite rhyme my favorite rhyme you ever wrote that what, what i you, ever wrote yeah anything oh my god Stop man it. listen I, I don't have a favorite i don't have a favorite like you, you're good you're good <laughs> you're good because this is gonna live forever. forever if i say the wrong it's gonna live forever and then someone like remix god is gonna put it out later and be like yo this is Derek lane rapping no nah. listen i'm gonna be the only person that has a Derek lane verse no you're not because we're not putting it out <laughs> <laughs> i love it i tried guys i tried yeah i tried but yeah man so you did so you continue the music it's like it's still part of you yeah. you just don't pursue it as heavy i don't pursue it as heavy but I still do it, uh, like my theme song uh, for the children's book. That was me that performed it. That was me singing it. That was me that uh, produced it, wrote it, recorded it, everything. Um, so I still do it in a certain manner. I'm going to still pursue the children's mm -hmm. music route. So that's not it. So if you guys do want to hear music or bars, you know what? <laughs> You're going to have to just step down to the children's level. And that's where you'll probably hear me. All right. But outside of that, man, when a certain company needs music for like their podcast, if they want to have a podcast, I'm like, we don't have music. I'll produce the music for their podcast. If they want singing, if they want rapping, I'll do that. I'll, I'll put it on there. Dope. So there's still ways to hear me. So you're saying you want to sing? I am saying that if I did not rap, you're definitely not hearing me sing because the setup right now, I can I can sing with the use of auto tune and, and Melodyne. I cannot sing on my own uh, willpower. It's going to be pretty terrible. Gotcha. Once again, that is going to be something that will live forever. This forever. lives forever, forever, ever, forever, ever, ever. That yes. That's awesome. That's uh, I'm gonna keep trying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you you still do the music on the on the side, but not to that level. Correct. Right? Which is good, man. Which is really good. Um, and I know that you still, with everything you've done, you incorporate all these skill sets, mm -hmm. right? So, you did. You were author, you're a writer, you're a musician. Then you started getting to social media. Yes. 
or did you do anything before that? No. Am I missing something? No. No. I think you got it all so much, man. I, mean, I think you got it all. Did you ever film anything? No, it, it was not until social media. And then that's when I got into filming and everything. Okay. Yeah. So how did, you know, shoot. I know that I first caught wind of you when you put, you were doing your social media thing and you, you put out the book. Okay. That's when I caught wind of you. And I was like, damn, that is dope. Bet. Right? So you kept moving in that direction. But, you know, I'm just curious. How did this whole social media thing come to your world? How did you become part of it all of a sudden? Like, what was the... What was the, 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 the event that led you to this? Boredom. Just sitting at <laughs> home one day. <laughs> it's the middle of the pandemic. And in the news, it was spring break. It, not in the news, but uh, it was spring break in Miami. And in the news, there was just all this reporting about chaos on South Beach, how the locals are tearing up South Beach. It's the pandemic. You should be home and all this stuff. And it was like 65 degrees that night. And I'm just watching it. I'm like, first, locals do not kick it on South Beach. At all. You know, we don't do that. And then it's 65 degrees. We're not out at this time of day. We're nah. not out at this time of night. We're not out in this weather. So I put that video out, my first video. So imagine my shock when someone texts me and sends me a picture and be like, yo, uh, so is this you on Worldstar? I'm like, oh, shit. You made it to Worldstar. I made it to Worldstar. I'm like, all right, bet. Let me do another video. So my very next video... I put out a, a, um, a little thing where I was like, okay, you know you're truly from Miami if you know the first six words of this song. And it was the Trick Daddy. Anybody want a motherfucking dot? Yep. And that took off. Get another uh, text message. Oh, is this you on Baller Alert? I'm like, <laughs> damn, okay, two for two, out the gate, going viral. I'm like, there's something to it. Let's continue. And here I am, man. That is dope, man. Yeah. That is really good, man. And you didn't, none of that was planned. None of it was not was a preemptive planned. anything. None of it was planned. This was not my direction. I was never thinking that I would be a content creator. Mm -hmm. I was never thinking about that. I always had a desire for film, but I didn't think that this would be the way that I got in the door. Mm -hmm. But man, it, it's been fun and I'm loving it. That is amazing, bro. That's dope. That's yeah. really dope. And um, I had mentioned this on the, when we were on the air on, on the radio station, 101.1 FM, two bucks. <laughs> Cal, hit me up. <laughs> um, when we were on the radio station, you mentioned um, we were talking about, you know, you know, doing all these things. And then now, so you've done all these things. You got into social media. But I remember when we when you first got onto the show, I was really impressed by your UM speech. Thank you. Right. Thank you. So I just want to I want to give you kudos for that. And at every opportunity I can. Yes, right? I appreciate it's, that. It's, it's it's super dope because that doesn't really happen. Mm -hmm. You don't have someone with that goal. And then all of a sudden they, they succeed at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a hell of a speech. Thank you. Thank you, my man. So what, you know, you're, you're, what did you graduate in, in UM for? I got my master's in public administration. And then you jump into video. Yeah. Were you shitting bricks when you finally put, decided to show your face on video like this? Yes. Yes, man. I have been a very private person. Okay. And after I hung up um, the music uh, route, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to focus on doing things behind the scene. I had a friend who was a content creator. He was funny. I was always pushing him. But I was like, you know what? I feel like I want this more than you do. Mm -hmm. But I never fully committed to putting out content. So when it came for UM, once again, but just to go back really quickly, that was probably my biggest highlight because UM was my dream school. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad used to be a dean at UM. Wow. So as a kid, I'm like, I always want to graduate from UM. Yeah. And to have that moment, 
um, to go on stage and produce that speech. There were so many people in the, in the stands and the crowd who came up to me afterwards and told me what that speech meant to them. Parents were crying. I'm awesome. like, oh wow, I'm, I'm I'm giving you that. So it w- it was just so surreal. It was so dope, man. That that was just one of my biggest highlights. Dope, man. I mean, it was it was moving. It Thank was you. dope, man. It was really dope, man. That's why that's why I had mentioned it back then, and I mentioned it again today. Um, I just want to make sure that our listeners know that you're a well-rounded individual. Appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And then this social media shit is not easy. No, it's you not. know it's it's gut wrenching. It you'll it'll give you cold feet mm-hmm. the wrong time and it's just you never know if it's going to be a hit or miss yeah you know what i mean and you started off doing your own vibe you know your own top miami like you said if you're from miami you know the first six six words of this song and so on now you do more info no more news centric posts that's what your your podcast focuses more on mm-hmm. what changed that uh, so for my social media, it's always been that news realm. Um, I would touch on certain things, but I would do a little bit more funnier clips and stuff. But my three things that I always try to target for my social media is to entertain, inspire, and inform. So depending on whatever piece I got for that particular day, that's what I'm going for as long as it hits one of those three things. But my podcast, when I put it out originally, so I had three iterations of my podcast. The very first version of it was because people in my family or in my life would hit me up one advice. They were like, yo, Derek, I'm going through this. And I'm like, okay, let me help you out through this. This is what I think you should do. Mm -hmm. And they would be like, cool, solid. Hit me back a few weeks later, same problem. And I'm like, didn't I just help you with this? (laughs) And then so I'll help them again. And that cycle kept happening. So I'm like, all right, bet I'm tired of this because Mm -hmm. I'm certain that this is a common problem for other people. So I'm gonna put out a podcast about this. And I called it the last word because I felt like I needed to vent because I was giving so much energy to people to help them through their situations, but I needed to get the last word. And that was my cutoff. But I felt a little bad. I felt like I was shitting on people, uh, even though they were my people. And sometimes it was warranted, but I felt bad that I was <laughs> doing was that. Warranted. Yeah, no, it absolutely was. You know, people, you know, when they don't have their shit together, you can't always have your shit together, but it can be draining. And that's just the truth. Sometimes people want to lean on their strong friends too much and that shit can weigh on that other person and they're not checking on them. You know, it's a very selfish thing when someone's going through something. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they'll just hit you up and unload all of their shit. Now you have their energy and then they get off the phone. They don't say, hey, man, how you feeling? How are you feeling after that? Your friend could tell you, hey, man, you know what? I I felt like I was going to take my life and they go through all of this shit. And then you help them. You talk them off that ledge. And then they get off the phone. All right, cool, man. Thanks. And you're like, wait, what? No, I'm on the ledge. Now, who am I talking to? <laughs> Where am I getting this out at? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so either way, I, I left from that version of my podcast. And I wanted to focus on just positivity, helping people grind. Like the same way I put out the book. Um, I wanted to give those same gems because a lot of those things that I experienced are transferable. When you go through putting out a book, when you go through putting out a song, when you chase certain dreams, Mm -hmm. all of them have the same checkpoints. And I'm like, all right, this is what I want my podcast to be about. But I felt like it was too broad. And I felt like a lot of people don't know Derek and my accomplishments and some of the things that I've been through. So I was like, you know what? It's just not connecting because they're like, who the fuck is this telling us how to be positive? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, bet. 
let me stick with Miami centric. It's all relative to what I do on social media. So many people have been asking for that. So my podcast is pretty much an extension of my social media where I get into the topics a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I dive into it and I give my opinion over a course of time opposed to 30 seconds, like in a reel. Of course. So that's how we all got here. Of course. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it, in doing the news and, and you know, giving your, your two cents about it all, do you take the pers- you, you, I notice that you do stay you do stand in the middle. You really don't need lean to any other side. Like you don't really lean more towards any political side when you're when you're reporting on it. Like when you mentioned DeSantis mm-hmm. uh, using COVID funds to 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 ship immigrants. Yeah, um, you really didn't take a side, but you stated the facts. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can end up being a pawn for another side, and neither side has it all together, and that's what makes our system work. But the one thing that I try to do is make sure that I am neutral in how I view something. Mm-hmm. Um, now, sometimes I may agree with how there's things on the Republican side. I will mm-hmm. agree with things how they are on the Democratic side. But I'm going to take bits and pieces. Like that same thing that you brought up with DeSantis. I wasn't a fan of how that was handled. But then today, when we got the news of the verdict from the Parkland shooting, I appreciated what DeSantis said because I agreed. I felt that this guy should have got the death penalty. Yes. And DeSantis basically said he was disappointed and he would have done everything in his power to accelerate his uh, death sentence if it was actually handed down. I agreed with that. And it's keeping it real. I'm not going to be jaded by one side. You know, if I vote Democratic, I'm not going to be like, well, I can't agree with that because I'm on this side. And that's where we get caught up. You know, we could agree to disagree. We can have different viewpoints, but that's what makes us great. We don't have to go down that road and double down on nonsense. And that's why I try to avoid it as best as possible or stay neutral. I agree 100 percent. Yeah. I I could agree with one side for A, B and C and disagree for D, E and F. Correct. You know, and that's that I appreciate that as as a consumer of information. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be tough. It is because although that's my view to be down the middle, I can make a certain video about a particular side where it might not be favorable for them. And the comment section is going off. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about that, but you're helping my engagement. But sometimes, man, you have to take it with a grain of salt because people are going in because they only see it from that one side just to give up any bit of real estate to whatever their opposite beliefs are. It's like death to them. It's like, damn, okay, fine. All right, bet. And I mean, it's, 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 it sounds like a recipe for disaster when you start doing things like that. Man, one of my biggest beliefs, and not to go down the political road too far, but it's like what our country was built on is the ideas of being able to have a difference of opinion. You know, we broke from British rule because it was one way. So to identify with one side is the most ridiculous thing. So when people talk about being American, if you align with one side, you have just set yourself back to the exact thing that we try to break away from. Exactly. But okay. <laughs> I mean, all right. So let's st- let's stray away a little bit about a little well far away from politics, right? Yeah. Let's get away from politics, right? So, what's your favorite thing about Miami, bro? My favorite thing about Miami, man, is home. I've tried to go to so many different locations. I did undergrad school mm-hmm. in in Ohio. Um, I lived in Atlanta Miami, for a bit. No, no Miami, <laughs> Ohio. Oh, crazy thing. So the school I went to. Uh, it was this school called Tiffin University. Mm-hmm. This shit was on Miami Street. 
Bro, I what? couldn't get away. I could not get away. Love it. I could not get away, man. 305 is in my blood. That is what's up. And I would double down on everything Miami. So I'm in Ohio. I was like, man, I'm getting ready to go out here. I'm about to be in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So I went to the flea market, got a full set of goals. I'm like, I'm gonna be Mr. Miami all the way. So I'm out in nice. I'm out in the middle of Ohio with a full grill. And it was crazy because a lot of them were more Miami than me. Pit, <laughs> Pitbull's album just dropped. Um, Money is a major issue. Yeah. Man, they would play that all day, every day, no matter where I went. Damn it, man. Damn it, man. I'm like, all right, bet. You guys are Miami. So it was just dope. There's just no place like the city of, of, of Miami, man. Um, the diversity, mm -hmm. the food, the weather. Dude, how can you not like Miami? Amen. I agree. 100%. Yeah. I've been everywhere I've been to from Middle America, Central America, overseas, Miami. Yeah. Miami's home. You come back, you're like, yeah, this feels normal. Yeah. You know, and every, you know, you go, you go north, you start seeing some racism. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? On all sides. You come back home, you're like, bro, everyone hates each other here. We're good. Exactly. <laughs> but how Miami is set up, what, good or bad, but how Miami is set up, it's so segregated just by the natural design of the city. Like, you don't yeah. have to leave your own community. Um, because it has everything you need. But when you do leave your community and go to a place like Wynwood, it's, mm -hmm. it's love. It's a vibe. Exactly. Um, so I, I like that. Um, a lot of areas, they're just not that diverse. And Miami just has that feel. I know how to move in Miami. Mm -hmm. I go to other places. It just feels weird. I'm a fish out of water. I'm nice. like, damn, man, I, I don't know how to get around. So I, I just like the familiarity of home. That's good, man. That's really good. You've been in Miami all your life? Yep. Been in Miami my whole life. Unless, yeah. unless you yeah. went to school. Yeah. Unless I went to school, um, you know, Atlanta was cheaper. I'm like, all right, let me live out there for a little mm -hmm. bit. But I, I could not do Atlanta. I had to come back immediately. So now that you brought up Atlanta. Yeah. How do you feel about that song where the girl says, starts naming hoods, saying that's not Miami? Bro. Exactly. Exactly. So Miami is not like other places. Other places have suburbs outside of the city. Yes. Um, but Miami-Dade County is a unique place where everything is Miami. So you can't exclude certain parts mm -hmm. because Miami is made up of the areas of Richmond Heights. That's my hood. Mm -hmm. uh, you have Liberty City. She said Opalaka is not Miami. I'm like, how do you say Opalaka is can't. not Miami? That's already invalid. Like, okay. Opelika is Miami. All of these places are Miami, everything that's made up. When you think about Cocaine Cowboys, that was South Dade. That was yep. South Miami areas that built up. So you're going to claim that? that? That's more Miami than anything. Yep. So just how backwards that was, man. I think it was, It was. I see where her head was at, mm -hmm. trying, to, trying to make an impact to get people talking. And we're talking. But, man, it's negative. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's and like... It's not the right conversation to have about it. You know what I'm saying? From your about your song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, she she did her thing. She got people talking. Yeah, that's what it's about. Me talking. That that was probably her goal. But I'm just saying that if you're gonna have a song about not being Miami, you can't use a song that came from Atlanta. That's not Miami. The whole song is not <laughs> Miami. That song is Atlanta. Yeah. That nice. song is Atlanta. It is. It really is. It yeah. really is. You hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah. You definitely hit the nail on the head with that. And um <laughs> So Derek, what what uh tell tell me something that, that people typically wouldn't know that Derek Lane loves. 
that Derek Lane loves that typically wouldn't know. Yeah. What are you fans like? Tell me something that that. What's your day to day like, man? Because um, you're doing you're doing your social media thing, then you're branching off and meeting people like a BB Lewis. That's my guy. Shout out, shout out. That's BB. my guy. A BB is Circle my guy. House. Yeah, BB's a shit man. Yeah, a BB is my guy. We we crossed paths when I was doing music younger and I was working at Ninety Nine Jams. Uh, but he hit me up one day. He was like, "Yo, I keep seeing you on social media." He's like, "Come through Circle House." And so I pulled up. He's like, where do I know you from? And I told him, he was like, that's where. Mm-hmm. So we always uh, cross paths, but it's a different world right now. So that that's just cool. That's just showing love. But back to your question, something that people wouldn't know. I'm pretty private on, on social media. So I know I brought up my son, AJ. I have four kids. Wow. Like, I am a dad. I, I am deep in the game. That is what's up. Um, something else people wouldn't know, you know, like, my girl, that is my rider. Like, my girlfriend, she she is solid. I, I don't post about my girlfriend or anything like right. that. I, I keep that private. But, man, my day-to-day life, I'm, I'm a lover boy, man. I love being <laughs> home, man. I, that, that, is what I, that is what I'm like, man. So that's pretty much something that you wouldn't see on show, social media. Yeah. That, that's me day-to-day, man. That's what's up, man. That's yeah. good. That's, that's, that's mad, like... It's like, ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, <laughs> it's like Derek's got a regular life. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, good, it's regular. Man. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's good. And follow, I mean, keeping up with Miami's not easy, bro. No, at all. So I mean, when I when you took the turn of start doing of covering Miami news, I was like, man, this guy's taking up a lot on his shoulders because man, a lot of things happen. A not lot. Not everything's newsworthy, but you know, how do you pick and choose? That is a damn good question. And I don't think I figured that out yet. <laughs> How do I pick and choose? I don't know, man. It's a certain feeling. Thankfully, I, I have great relationships with mm-hmm. my followers. Uh, I hate using that word followers as if I'm their leader or it's something like, a cult like that. Leader type yeah, theory. but I, ha- I have a great relationship with my social media community, mm-hmm. and they'll tag me and stuff, and they'll want to hear my opinion on certain things. And I'm like, okay, if you took the time to uh, value my my work and you want to hear my opinion on it, then absolutely, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. Sometimes the news is just big enough to where I'm going to speak. Some days the news is just slow. There's nothing going on. And those are the days that if you, if you watch my social media and mm-hmm. you know if it's a slow news day, mm-hmm. you might see like an original reel. You might see something where I do one of those voiceovers or something. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's just like Miami content, like the type of people not to trust from Miami or something like that. Yeah. Um, you'll see that type of thing if it's a slow news day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So now that you said you have a top five list of almost everything what's your top five miami things to do top five miami things things to to do do. not touristy miami but like homegrown miami folk want to go out man top five first i just love being in my community i love richmond heights man i I just love home i love getting over there Mm -hmm. Uh, i love being in there man so i just go there my mom still is in that area Mm -hmm. so i like to go over there check in check in with her so doing that um going to the beach not south beach going to the (laughs) beach man like pulling up uh, i'll go to the beach do that I love playing basketball, so you'll catch me at some parks or something like that. I'll be hooping at uh, at UM sometimes. Okay. Um, so that, that's three. So four, good food out here, man. You'll always catch me eating. That's like, I'll up. be at all the restaurants, checking out everything. And the last one, man, damn, that's a tough one. Five. Hmm, let's see. It wouldn't be Miami if I wouldn't, if I would say, like, I just enjoy listening to Miami music, man. We have so much history in our music that we don't get enough credit for. Miami is the reason why 
we have lyrics that you can actually hear where they curse because of and Uncle Luke. Because of Uncle Luke. Because yeah. of that sticker. We have Trick Daddy. We have so much impact and influence in music. And I just love Miami music that we don't get enough credit for. DJ Khaled does great. Um, making sure, but he's gotten so international with, with his platform and yeah. stuff like that, but he still reaches back. But I, j I just love the culture of our city and, and our music. Did you um did you ever hear Khaled when he was on Mix 96? Yes. Yes, I did. Man, I listened to Khaled from Mix 96, his Orlando days, and when I was at 99 Jams, that's when he was there as well, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah so I, I got to see him, man. Yeah, we interviewed him for our second issue, third issue. Okay. 305 magazine we interviewed him at this at the show he was he was running around like a chicken without a head yeah you know doing his thing and he just he took the time out and we were in a lunchroom i think okay it was next to the studio you had the studio and then you had separate offices on the side we mm -hmm. were one of those okay and we did the interview and the photo shoot was in there yeah you know what i'm saying it was wild in the lunchroom in the not the lunchroom but you had where the, you had the, the studio the actual Radio studio. Okay. Then there was small offices, pockets on the side. All right, bet. Somewhere it, down the hall, or it was right there. I don't remember the layout, but it was close. Yeah. And we, you know, he he hooked it up. That's we, dope. We got to sit down. We we shot the shit with him and whatnot. But it's interesting because my like Miami has so much history in the music. Like, yeah. If you sit down and, and spoke with Luke, it'll blow your mind. Yeah. How deep the music industry goes absolutely and like you mentioned since you mentioned Khaled you know that's why I had brought up the radio station 96 96.1 uh, yeah right because that's when I got put on to him it was like the Arab attack yeah <laughs> yeah so you dope so it was fire man and then um let me see like the history of music man in Miami that you know Pitbull Little John back then you mm -hmm. know Little John started with Luke right I did not know man educate us really quickly My man Little John used to produce at Luke Records. That's dope. And he got put on, like, Luke used to put out these these VHS tapes. Okay. Right? And it was, it was, it was the craziest parties. Just imagine yeah. a Luke party on a VHS tape that, you know, it's like adults only, right? Yeah. Pitt was in there. Pitt had braids, like tight braids. Yeah. The whole nine. Little John was on there. Man, um, Trick, of course, and Trina and bro, but it was wild. Wow. I mean, like, if you ever have an opportunity to sit down and talk to Luke, ask him about, like, that's that's a given. You have to talk to about about music, Miami music with Luke. Yeah. He'll educate everyone around him. That is so like, dope. It is incredible how deep Miami goes into the music. Yeah. It's funny you brought up Lil John, man, because I was coming over here getting hype, stuck in traffic. So I was like, I need something to shift the mood. Yeah, so I was listening to uh, Let's Go Trick Daddy, Lil yeah, John, and all that. That's what's up. And man, I just love the energy of Lil John, man. So when he comes on, man, he's like, so many, so many dudes out here. And he's like, yeah. fuck them. I'm like, damn, okay. <laughs> all right, bet. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's yeah. Lil John was always dope, man. I can't complain about that. You, um, you remember our old school R&B music? Yes. H-Town? H-Town, yes. Luke signed him. Luke signed H-Town. That's a Luke product. Bro, you are dropping gems and knowledge I'm right now. I'm telling you, man. Like when you, if you go down history, Luke put everybody on. Yeah. Luke put a lot of motherfuckers on. Like it is incredibly like eye-opening. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Luke is another world. I got to get Luke on this show. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to. Luke, I'm going to reach out to you. Yeah, <laughs> make that happen. I got it. Yeah, man. I'm not even. 
It's gonna happen. Yeah. I'm gonna have Luke on the show. Speak it into existence. That's exactly what I've just done. Yeah. We you've you've helped. (laughs) (laughs) So let's 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 bring it back to Miami, man. So okay. Um. So you you've done all these things. What is? Would you be able to say that there's anything? Too much? Like, um, is there too much social media? Is there anything like having too much social media? That is another great question. Because social media, as you were saying before, social media will rock you. It'll, yeah. it'll, it'll fuck you up a bit. Um, because you have to make that separation to know that it's not real. Mm-hmm. Like you put your energy into putting out some content and it may not go. And it's not because it was bad. Mm-hmm. It's just because social media is a business. They're not in the business of creating a bunch of stars and a bunch of millionaires on their platforms. If that was the case, everyone would be winning. So you can put out some content, you could work really hard on it, and then it is going to flop. Not flop on the standards of you, it's just flop on the standards of social media, where it might get limited views. Yeah, And that's a hard thing to deal with. That rattles you because you're like, dang, I just want to share my art. I want to share my creation. So that's where social media can get a little too much, mm-hmm. where you have to take a break from it and to know what's real. It was something that I was saying um, just the other day with a BB, that you have to focus on the things that really matter when it comes to social media. Mm-hmm. You can make a lot of money in that social media game. So focus on that real check. Or you can focus on trying to get a blue check. You know, yeah. those those metrics that don't matter. You can you can buy a blue check. You can buy followers. Someone can buy likes, buy views. All those things don't yeah. matter. But somehow it still validates the work you do. Even though you try to make sure that it doesn't, that still creeps up, man. So that's the hardest thing with it. But yeah, man, like that's I've always thought about that because everyone's, you know, everyone sees social media as not only an outlet, but, you know, there's this potential monetization there. Mm-hmm. Right. So people work towards it. I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a, a, a social media guru or whatnot. But you have to ask yourself, is there too much? And if, you know, if does one take it so far where they take it personal like that? Like, you said it, man. You put out product, you put out this content, and it's ticking in your mind like, man, this is going to do great, and it doesn't. Yeah. Do you have to, you ever deal with that? Absolutely. All the time, man. All the time. (laughs) And I try to do my best to not let it um, rattle me. Um, But one of the most important things for me that I I know, like, if you go through my follower count, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to see that, oh, it's not that many followers. But if you see who my followers are, you're going to be like, okay, there's something shaking over here. Um, So those are the things that reminds me. And then when I get people like you who reach out to me and you're like, yo, it's dope what you do. What you do is really, really cool. Uh, Once again, the relationships I build with people on social media who, who reach out and the things that they say to me. Where they're like, yo, man, you're, you're just such an inspiration to me. Those are the things that help me combat that a bit. Um, but still, it's one of those things that I would be lying if I said that it does not um, rattle me from time to time. Just because I want to win. I'm competitive like that. And what would you say to someone, you know, you had great advice on the radio, though. Yeah. When last time I asked you this. Yeah. So I, wanna, I, want you to, I wanna bring it back to this. What do you say to someone that is, is trying to make these moves, that wants to bring their idea from they want to bring their product or their vision from idea to fruition and execution what, what's the best advice you could give them just go just hit go that green light mm-hmm. if you have an idea 
you know, make a plan, but don't over plan. Paralysis by analysis is going to stop everything. So one of the stories that I think was the dopest thing that I ever heard was how Fresh Prince got started. Mm -hmm. um, Will Smith was called over to Quincy Jones's house for a party. And Quincy Jones told him, he's like, hey, I see you as this role for Fresh Prince. And Will Smith was like, I never acted before. I'm not ready. Uh, Quincy Jones pulled him into his uh, office in the house and he was like, listen, the people who are going to make the decision of whether or not this project goes is all out there in the living room right now. We can delay it and tell the people you'll come back, but uh, John, he's going to have uh, an engagement for his daughter next week. Uh, Billy's going to have something to do. Sarah's going to have something to do. And then everyone's gone. But in this moment, everyone is here. He was like, so you make your decision. Will Smith hit go. Fresh Prince came out. Amazing. So go, just go. Don't overthink. Make it happen. I did not know that. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. It, it was probably one of the dopest stories that I lead by. I always make sure to tell people, if you have an idea, just make it happen. Do not overthink it. And if something happens that goes away from your original idea, be smart enough to know how to pivot. Be mm -hmm. smart enough to know that, okay, this didn't work. Let me tweak it a little bit right here mm -hmm. and then continue to go because you're going to get hit. Mike Tyson says everyone has a plan until they get hit. Fact. All right. But what are you going to do? Now what? Yeah. Now what? You could put out a song. I think I could beat Mike Tyson. You can put out a song. I think I can beat Mike Tyson. All right, man. Listen, man. You're good. You're good. I like that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying we're keeping the Will Smith vibe, yeah, right? Yeah. I you like know? that. I'm like, oh, damn. That's fire, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're good. I mean, you're good, kid. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, what 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 I like about what I like about your show and your 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 social media presence is you seem to you well not seem you are always you. Yeah, you're not you're not faking the funk. You're not trying to be anything else. And then when you take the stand with these with these with the, you know with the news, you're hitting the nail on the head with how we're feeling about it. Yeah, like man, that verdict should have been death penalty. Should have been off rip, regardless yeah. of anything. Death. Yeah. Right. Like you've seen the dictator. Yeah. It's gone. Gone. It. It's hard. So one, I I appreciate you saying that. I think that. I have an a, a, an opinion that is pretty similar to a, a good majority of people. Mm -hmm. I don't think I say anything that is too different from what you may think. And if you think differently, that's still fine. Let's have a discussion, and it sparks that type of uh, dialogue, mm -hmm. which is important. But like we saw today with the sentencing, I, I don't want to bring the mood down, but I just have to say because I was so uh, disgusted and devastated by that. Yeah. You know, the parents – they do not have their loved ones. Uh, the family members, uh, wives, spouses do not have their loved ones anymore. And I've seen some people talk about, but it costs so much money to uh, execute somebody. This is not a money thing. So yeah, what are we going to do? Yeah, what are we going to do that, with that money? Put new lines on the road? What are we going to do with that money? Build a, build a new park? We haven't done it yet. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Exactly. So we haven't done it yet. And imagine if... Um, this guy is living up somewhere north in Florida in, 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 some, in some prison and a family member goes to live in that area and they're stuck paying the taxes for him. Like, come on, man, that, that's messed up. I, I think that's wrong. You know, and a lot of people were talking about if he, uh, if he goes to prison, he should go to gin pop so they can, they can, you know, beat his ass and all this other types of stuff. You know, wishful thinking, but there's still another side to that. Gin pop means he's going to have a relationship with, this, with those people. He's going to get to smile. He's going to get to oh, laugh, yeah. sit down, play cards with people one day, 
have a job. Yes, some kind of social life. Yes, some, kind, some of life. kind of social life. Exactly. None of that is fair. You know, I, I know people have their moral compass where where death is just something that we should not decide. But in that particular matter, man, it, it was just disappointing how it turned out. I, I, yeah, I didn't mean to, to bring this down. Yeah. yeah, you're you're right. But see, it, it brings it brings me to the next question. Um, if if you had an opportunity to set up a round table with any key members of the upper echelon of of Miami to the lower, who would you gather together to resolve Miami problems? That but legit, don't. But I mean, like legit, not not like I'm gonna get the the mayor because he's in charge. Yeah, that's a tough one, man, because I don't want to leave anyone out. There's so many people doing great things for Miami, and I could be ignorant to what they are doing. So if I say that this person or I give a list of five of saying this is the top of the top, there can be someone right now doing work that I'm just not privy to, and I just left them off the list just because I have a limited knowledge. So I can't say that, but I just want to say that uh, – what I'm doing with my platform and hoping what I come across is that we can galvanize the city and all raise up. I, I can't give a top five, but I can say that the top vision is to make sure that we all lift each other up. So, so that's a great answer. Yeah. That's a great answer. I'm totally stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. No, it, it's, you couldn't be so, you couldn't be, you couldn't have hit it on the head much better because truth is you said it yourself. You could be ignorant to someone's moves. Yeah. And because you're not privy to that information, it's just you're not going to see it. You're not going to see that they're changing their community mm -hmm. in whatever way, yeah. or shape or form, you know. But it's a, it's a good way to not answer the question. Listen, the thing is, <laughs> I just don't have the answer. And the last thing I want to do is offend someone's work because for sure. a lot of the people doing that work, they do it from their heart. They're not doing it for the notoriety. So mm -hmm. I can be listing people that have benefited the community in ways that I don't even know because they didn't want their hands in it. Uh, to go circle back to music, like Prince, mm -hmm. he would donate so much money to different STEM schools, STEM projects and stuff, mm -hmm. but he just made sure that he told people, you cannot say that this donation came from me. So imagine if I, if we're in Minneapolis and I give a top five of people who uh, impacted the city and I leave Prince off. And it's just like, yo, he did all these amazing yeah. things for these people. Like, I can't do that, man. That would be ignorant for me because what if I cross these paths for these people one day and they're like, yo, you left me off that you top five. Off, yeah. I'm like, oh, damn, my bad. I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. Stop hating me. Yeah. I didn't know. Let me see what else, bro. What do you, what do you, what do you, got, what do you got going on now? Oh, man. So often I got killed where people were like, yo, Derek, we don't see you out. Like, we always see you just recording in your area where you are comfortable. We don't see you at events. We don't see you on other platforms. We don't see you engaging or interacting with other people. So that's what you're seeing this season right now. Like, I am just on go. I am like Kevin Hart. You're going to see me everywhere. My face is going to be all over the place until you're tired. That's what's up. And that's just what, what my mission is right now, man, just to put everything in overdrive. That's good, man. That's really good. I know that I saw young Grumpy OGs. Grumpy OGs. Shout, Shout out, out to, to my people. Shout out to all Hector, crazy Eddie. Hood. Shout crazy out Hood. to, yes, those are my guys. They always supported since day one. So, like, when my second video went viral, that's when EFN started following me. Mm -hmm. And when uh, DJ EFN started following me, uh, I noticed that Heckler, um, his wife started following me. She yeah. is so dope. 
Heckler's wife put me on to him, and he's like, yo, I just keep hearing about this dude, Derek. Who is this? Mm -hmm. So from that second video, Crazy Hood, the whole family, they have been down showing love. So, man, those are just dope guys, genuine dudes. That's dope, man. Yeah, they Crazy Hood. Love yeah. them dudes. Shout yeah. out Crazy Hood. Yeah, man. So I know that you've been making your rounds, bro. Yeah. You definitely make making your rounds. So I'm, I'm really glad to see that, man. I'm really glad because, you know, someone that – that has that makes such an impact online should do it in person i'm such an introvert though so it's hard for me yeah. i'm like oh my god how am i gonna hold a conversation small talk what is look that at you now yeah look at me now <laughs> look at me now like i can do it but I, i'm always like really nervous with it so i was avoiding it for so long people would be like come out to this event and i'm like oh shit no because nah, it's gonna be I'm one good. of those awkward <laughs> moments or something like that but yeah. um yeah i'm getting over it that's what's up, man. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Baby steps. Uh, yeah, yeah. That'll be the next book, Baby Steps. Yeah, Baby Steps. Yeah. <laughs> How little little Derek making friends. Derek making friends. <laughs> hey, we on to something. Yeah, we are on to something, man. But will you sing and rap? I absolutely will. Now? For those songs. Ah. Uh, and for those projects. Yeah. You, you, you're trying to get me, man. Listen, if you guys want to hear uh, Derek Lane music, you can check out the Derek Lane podcast. That intro is me. You can check out Derek Lane, No Limit. Um, that is me. You can look look that up on all music platforms. You can find me. We're going to have to do some searching on SoundCloud. You can do some searching on SoundCloud, and I guarantee you, you will not find anything on SoundCloud. Man, I made sure all of that was going. And it wasn't like I was whack. <laughs> Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I'm not whack. Like, when it comes to music, when it comes to rapping, like, that shit is fire. It is bars. But I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my shit. Oh, man. <laughs> You're not going to catch me just, just doing it, man. Like, it, it has to be uh, the whole vibe. Plan. Yeah. I'm a plot and plan to get get some bars out of you, bro. I'm I'm telling you, man, you you have your work cut out for you. <laughs> if that is your mission, it is going to be something that you're going to have to dedicate your life to. We we are we are time stamping this motherfucker. Yeah, time stamp it, <laughs> date it. You can lock it, throw it, it in the ocean, man. And good luck, man. It is October 2022. Yeah, it will happen. Yeah, it. <laughs> you Maybe. can wait for it. Wait for it, everybody. It might happen. All right. You, you you destroyed my ambitions. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So Derek, anything you you have coming up that you want to tell us about that you want everyone to to keep their ears and eyes open for? Man, before I plug anything, I just want to thank you for allowing me on both of your platforms. That's you dope, are thank a you. genuine person, man. Thank you. Bro. And so I just want to show love. You know, I don't want to plug anything right now in this moment, but just saying how dope of a person you are. To come across, that. be genuine, and be like, let me embrace other people. You know, there's there's this thing called competition where people mm. might fear it or they don't want other people to come on platforms just in a selfish manner. Um, not to say that I am competition to you, yes. but just saying that in a respect, people close off. But you just embrace everyone. I, I see you in so many different realms, in so many different spaces. Like you had uh, my man from uh, T and Poets yeah, on. You, you had my man Shoddy on. Shoddy. Just, you embrace everybody, man. So you do it the right way, and I just appreciate that. I still appreciate that. Yeah, man. but to not answer your question, because I don't want you to be like, oh, wait, well, that's two you didn't answer. But just what's coming up for me, man, everything Derek Lane Media, just stay tuned. Follow me on social media. It is growing right now. It is going off. Oh, yeah. I'm in a lot of projects, uh, a lot of podcasts, a lot of things that I am creating. 
um, movies, script writing. It is a full court press going on right now. Dope. Yeah. That's really dope, man. Yeah. Let me tell you, I had this conversation after you left the radio station. Okay. Because the whole competition thing I kept ticking in my head. I was like, it's crazy because someone else would be like, you're competing. Yeah. Straight up, be like, that's competition and da, 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 all the bullshit that comes with it. And I'm like, listen, bro, focus on what you're doing. There's more than enough road. Yeah. And, and then as soon as I said that, we all looked at each other like, and Derek's got his lane. And Derek's got his lane. Derek, that's why Derek's got his lane, like, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, I saw earlier, um, I saw one of my guys starting to do commentary videos. Dope. I'm not going to hate on that, man. You know what? If I inspired you to do your thing, you have your own style. We can look at that same piece of content and I'm going to have a different perspective. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a different one. We're going to deliver it in a different way. So I'm not afraid of that. It's going to make me better. And I'm proud that people are merging into my lane. Hell yeah. Just know I'm hitting the gas <laughs> and, and I hope you got it away because this is a fast lane. That's what's so, up. So, hey, man, got to be ready. That is dope. Yeah. Derek, where, where can we find you? On all social media platforms at Derek Lane Media. That is D-E-R-E-K-L-A-N-E-M-E-D-I-A. There we go. That's the closest to bars. That's like Twister right there. I was about to say. Like you know Twister. what that sounded like? What's that? P-I-M-P-ology. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. B-Learnies Biology. Let's go. That's as far as I'm going to get Derek to rap. That is as far as you are going to get. Yeah, man. That's close enough. But that's all. You, you can't say that part without singing along, man. You know we're gonna have to remix you doing the spelling out everything. Um, yeah, remix that shit. That's Re as close to remix it as it. I could get. Bro. Remix it, man. Shit. Yeah. Someone help me out. As Send long as I didn't mess up, I'm like, oh damn, am I spelling <laughs> it right? How am I spell my own shit wrong? Oh uh, shit. Well, yeah. Derek, yo, thanks a lot for doing this, bro. And same here. I do appreciate having someone like you putting out the news. You know, just being yourself. And I think that, and for me, that's what gravitate. That's why I gravitated to you. You know what I mean? Because you're genuinely in yourself, and I knew it was going to be a good, good conversa conversation. Every time we get together, it's a good conversation. The radio, it was super dope, and we killed it with uh, with your behind the scenes, which you murked me. Now, <laughs> listen, I didn't try to, but man, if you if you watch that video, like as you're talking and introing me, I'm just smiling and laughing because this is 101.1. I'm like, this <laughs> motherfucker sounds like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I'm like, who is he about to intro? Is it the Temptations coming? That is funny, I'm looking that? around and I'm like, yo, who, who is this? Oh, this is Derek. I'm like, bro, I'm not an R&B singer. <laughs> I heard that tone. I, but it was so funny. And then and then Dre, she With told oxygen. her story. Oh, oh my God. God. She told the story about taking her mom to oxygen. I'm like, this yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> that was wild. Like she wild. said it and she slid it in so cool. I'm like, you took your mom where? <laughs> but where'd man, you go? <laughs> yeah. It was just dope behind the scenes, man. And I just wanted to have it running. So it, it, it was fun, man. I appreciate that moment. Yeah, man. So we're going we're gonna to have a part two soon. And shit, good luck with everything you do. And thanks a lot for coming out. Man. Definitely, man. I appreciate you, family. All right, brother. Take it easy. Yep. Peace.